Alright, everybody, places, places, everyone, places. Can we kill the bagpipes, please? No bagpipes are cheat. Kill the music anyway, we got to get this show started. Here we go, come on, let's go, no, no, no. I said do it! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight is May 24th, 2019. And for tonight's topic, I think this one is a little overdue under the circumstances. Tonight, I think we'll deviate a bit from spirits, demons, and angels. We're going to dip our toes into the waters of one of the most famous creatures from cryptozoology. I am talking about the Loch Ness Monster. Tonight, we are going to take a look at Nessie. Is she real? What is she? Could she, she be a myth? Could she be a potentially undiscovered creature or a remnant from an aquatic dinosaur? We're going to discuss those tonight. But first off, I want to share a couple bits of news before we get into tonight into tonight's topic. First off, 
I want to thank everyone who has listened to the show so far. If you like the show and you think you have friends and family who are going to enjoy it, please do share this on whatever format you happen to be listening on. Whether it's Spotify, whether you're listening through YouTube, Google Play, um, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, whatever outlet you are listening to this show on right now, feel free to share it. Because I would like to grow this audience a bit more. I would like to spread this a bit more. To make this show better. And I won't need your help on it. Why do I mention this? Well, well, first off, I would like this progress to grow. I would like this show to grow, I should say. To make some progress and maybe start landing some guests on this show. And I would also like to announce that for those of you who like to listen to podcasts or there's some music on iHeartRadio, guess what? Specialist of the Strange Radio Show is officially on iHeartRadio. That is right. I got the notification on Monday. We're good to go there. Now I'm going to be able to reach more and more people. That's always a good thing. So if you like listening to podcasts through iHeartRadio, guess what? Your favorite charming and slightly mentally disturbed host is now on. Okay. Okay. Now, Dakota, you mentioned that there is going to be a second bit of news. Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. Due to some recent developments in expanding the operation, I thought maybe it would be a good time to produce some actual videos for you all. Something that you can enjoy on my YouTube channel and maybe a few other places if the need finds itself. So, here within the next week, I'm going to try to shoot for next Wednesday. So, do please be on the lookout for further updates on my social media pages. You will be able to find a link in the description, which will take you to a blog post. That'll show you to, show you to the links to all of the outlets you can find me on. As well as a few other nifty little things that you might find interesting. So do check that out. Because, like I said, we're going to need to help spread this around. Check out those links to get the update. I'm going to try to host a live chat during a YouTube premiere for this next video. I am putting together... A sort of mock-up trailer to kind of give you an idea of the type of show I'm going to be looking into producing. Once a few things on the technical side are settled. Basically, I need machines with more horsepower. So, like I said... I'm going to be putting together a sort of mock-up trailer to tag along with the next video blog that should go live Wednesday night. Be sure to check that out. And it's... It's going to be a good one. I, I, I like how this one is turning out so far. I'm just going to say that. I, I like how it's turning out so far. But I would like to get your opinion on it. It's basically a sort of mock-up trailer to the sort of idea I have for this show. Like I said, be on the lookout for the news on that one. It should go live on my YouTube channel, Specialist of the Strange, Wednesday night. If all goes well, I'll be doing a live chat as well while the video is going. 
It's not going to be that long. No longer than 10, mi- 10 minutes altogether, maybe, once all of the editing is done. done. Excuse me. So anyway, there's that. Now, how about I stop blabbering about this and we get on with tonight's show? That sound good? That sounds good. Be sure to stay tuned after this commercial break. I'll see you there. Don't you go it anywhere. Now, why would I pay attention to the Loch Ness Monster? Some of you may wonder. Well, as a paranormal researcher, I don't limit myself to just ghosts, angels, demons. I want to see it all. I've always been like that. Anytime someone told me a story of something great or magnificent happening, or the legends of some mighty beasts or things they saw out in the wilderness, I was the type that wanted to strap up, pack up, and go check it out myself. That's why I also tend to be the type that doesn't get too offended when it comes to movie spoilers. Well, if they turned out to be truthful and good, to put it at, at the least. If it, like say, if someone were to spoil something in Avengers Endgame for me, I probably would not have gotten offended because that was just an awesome movie. But I'm getting off topic here. Loch Ness. I have been fascinated with the concept of the Loch Ness Monster ever since I was a child. And, last year, towards the end of March, I actually had my chance to get my first glimpse of the Loch Ness Monster. I am actually... I am actually listed in the official register for Loch Ness Monster sightings. As I was able to catch the very first sighting of the year 2018. And I may have saw more than one. So, that being said, that is why I feel this episode was probably overdue. So let's fix that tonight. What is the history of the Loch Ness Monster? Is it, like I said, is this some sort of weird demon-like creature? Is it some sort of dinosaur that managed to somehow escape the grand extinction? Is it some sort of modern-day dinosaur? Maybe it's not a pleosaur like some of the theories suggested, but a modern descendant. Or could there be more than one? Or is there a possibility that this thing is immortal? That's what I want to talk about tonight. In order to do this, it's probably best that we go back to the very first sighting. Which is believed to take place in the 6th century. The Irish Saint, Saint Columba... As the story goes, ordered one of his monks to swim across the lake to fetch a boat. Now about halfway across this lake, the monster is said to have appeared and rushed at the swimmer, roaring in the most frightening way, possibly because it felt intimidated. Now it is said that Kalama cried out towards the creature, Go no further, nor touch the man Go back. The monster ran off. This is the seems to be the only hostile sighting of the Loch Ness monster. It's also noted, widely believed to be the very first one. So maybe something happened between there that never got reported. It's hard to say, really. Now, a lot of people become skeptical that around the turn of the 20th century, Nessie is allegedly said to become more active. That is not quite the case. A highway that was built along 
along the lock itself was built around that time. Runs right across the shore of it, practically. So, being that this road was put in place, this gives more opportunities for people to have an encounter with Nessie. Now, some of you who, for some reason, don't know, in the Scottish Highlands, Loch Ness is actually a huge body of water. Off the top of my head, I believe it's over 22 miles long, about a little over a mile and a half wide. In fact, give me a sec to double check the numbers. Alright, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Now, like I said, the lock itself is about 22 and a half miles long by almost 2 miles wide and 745 feet deep. Of course, these measurements are all in uh, imperial measurements. The surface area is about 22 square miles, roughly. I'm rounding up, of course. The surface of the water is actually about 16 meters above sea level, which is only about 52, 53 feet above sea level. A very mountainous area of the Scottish Highlands. Honestly, if you were to visit it yourself, and quite frankly, I can vouch for this, just looking at that lake, you can't help but wonder what's in there. Where was I at? Sorry, I took a break to go to the bathroom. Anyway, back to uh, Loch Ness. Naturally, the various sightings over the years inspired many different scientific endeavors. The latest one includes a gentleman who went around to various different parts of Loch Ness collecting water samples in order to gather genetic material. Basically, the idea was to categorize all the genetic samples that would be in the water from, well, the animals having to use the bathroom and seeing if any anomalous DNA strands happen to appear. Would this prove that Loch, that Nessie was real? Not necessarily. It could, all that really says is that there is a creature that has yet to be fully identified. If a good enough sample is collected, they might be able to determine its ancestral ancestral lineage, basically what other animals it may be related to, anything it might have descended from, things of that nature. There was also at one point, I believe it was in the 1950s, that submarines were, were submerged in one of the first submarine expeditions into Loch Ness actually took place, where under your cart castle which is right along the shore of Loch Ness, which is also believed to be the, where the lowest depth is, stating to almost get about a little over 900 feet deep around that area. Right underneath the castle is a cavern that some speculate that Nessie uses as a nesting ground, which could very well be the case. From my own sighting, I was uh, standing at the highest point I could get to at Urquhart Castle because we were lucky enough to get some actually really good weather, which allowed for a bit more visibility into the water. And that's how I was able to spot something moving along the water, as well as a when something actually briefly surface when a speedboat speedboat happened to 
pass by it. Basically, I saw this large mass moving through the water, and the speedboat that offers one of the tours at the time around Loch Ness happened to move across it. it completely cut it off, and it seemed that this creature, whatever it was, tried to stop briefly, and part of its back end surfaced. Like, the speedboat almost hit it, and it was trying to avoid it, so it just stopped, and... But, you know... Big things have a hard time stopping on a dime. But what does that say about the creature's behavior? Because a lot of people have noticed that Nessie appears to approach fairies that go along the lock all the time. Sometimes they'll keep their distance, sometimes they'll get up close. In fact, a lot of the fairies are equipped with sonar just in case they happen to go right over something. And it goes on the sonar system. At the time I was on those boats, nothing appeared. Which honestly made me speculate if Nessie had the ability to detect them a lot like what many animal rights groups believe dolphins and whales can detect underwater sonar, which they believe could be causing them to breach in awkward locations. Because the sonar is just completely throwing them off. One thing a lot of people don't realize, though, about Loch Ness is that its visibility under the water is absolutely terrible. And some older sonar systems have a hard time actually going through the, the water. So, if something was in that lake, it could hide for years. But there's a lot to it. There's still... And despite all of the hoaxes, people trying to fake it, you know, some people trying to tape uh, what looks like little snakeheads on the ends of submarines, falsifying photos, editing photos, using toys even to try to capture Nessie, unfortunately deviates a lot of scientific exploration because several people have made the mistake of misidentifying old tree stumps and even local animal populations as the Loch Ness Monster however if you really look at it that doesn't necessarily say whether or not something's in the water. I'm kind of jumping around here and I do apologize. But this is just to go over a brief history. Like it <clears throat> Like I said before, I myself am in the official Loch Ness registry and there should be a link in the episode description below that should take you right to it that can give you a lot more information. As well as give you a better description of the history. Like I mentioned before, several sightings didn't happen until a highway was built right along the coast. So naturally that gives more people more opportunities to see it. And like I mentioned before... Loch Ness is a large body of water. You can't help but wonder if something's in there. In fact, in the 1980s, a World War II Wellington bomber plane actually crashed. And ended up in the water. I should say, a World War II bomber plane actually crashed in the water, which was later recovered in the 1980s. There was also several sonar attempts that are speculated by some to be funky looking rocks or 
sunken, rotten tree stumps. But nevertheless, the mystery of what lies beneath the water may never truly die. But to hopefully straighten ourselves out here, let's go into a bit of the fakes, jokes, and hoaxes as the Loch Ness Registry actually labels them. Whenever it com anything like ghosts, Bigfoot, Loch Ness, aliens, if someone can think of a way to create recreate that image, they're probably going to. The most famous example would be the sturgeon photo, which is said to be the very first image of Loch, of the Loch Ness monster. And it's often used. It is often utilized whenever the subject comes up. Now, at the time, it should be noted that the man who took the photo stated. It was simply something moving in Loch Ness. What he failed to mention, which turned out to be turned into a deathbed confession within the 1990s, was that that particular object that he photographed moving around in Loch Ness was placed by a Mr. Christian Sperling. Another famous fake happened to end up in a Sherlock Holmes film in the night in 1969. It is said that something went wrong and the submarine used to tow around the faked up monster sunk and has yet to be recovered. It is believed that many of the underwater photographs, I am so sorry about that, many of the underwater photographs and some of the so, some of the sonar are believed to be this fake monster. There was also a similar incident in the 1990s where a whiskey company tried to utilize a fake Loch Ness monster for a commercial. However, despite them admitting that it was a hoax to everyone who was invited... The busloads of of tourists that happened to come by didn't get a mem didn't get the memo. Another interesting fake happened to happen. In 2013, George Edwards quoted to be a local skipper who located Edwards Deep, the deepest part of the lock, admitting to faking a Nessie photograph as just something to do for fun. Unfortunately, this also makes looking for the Loch Ness Monster that much more difficult. However, in spite of these incidences, there are still many sightings of what seems to be an intelligent creature moving through the water. While some may say that some of these may be misinterpreted tree logs... Even there's a there's even a seal population in the area. Sorry. My neighbors are being noisy and it's distracting me. 
jackasses. Sorry. Last time I checked, no seals have been found that go nearly 30 to 40 feet. And scientific explorations of the lake still continue in spite of the speculation due to the numerous hoaxes that have happened over the years. Unfortunately, the scientific community has a nasty habit of stating if it can be faked, it likely is faked. While that speculation can be healthy in a lot of areas due to the fact that there's a lot of people that have not a lot of time on their hands and will try to fake something in order to gain publicity or even make money off of it. It seems that something is still going on because Loch Ness is far, 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 far from the only body of water in the world said to contain some sort of large creature. There was similar Loch Ness sightings in Canada. There was some in the waters near London, which made people believe that Nessie took a vacation. Nearly any large enough body of water is said to have some sort of Loch Ness monster. The monster in Lake Champlain, Champ, there's uh, the Bear Lake monster here in Idaho. In fact, in the Snake River, there are rumors of a large aquatic creature, which actually has been noted by local fishing game authorities as a rogue sturgeon. Which, I brought that up. I brought that up for, for a reason, so just trust me here. Aquatic quote-unquote monster sightings happen all the time. And they will likely continue ha to happen, being that we know more about the stars above our heads than the waters below our feet. We don't know everything that is out there. And there could, there are very well undiscovered creatures out there that may resemble what people are seeing in these waters. Now Loch Ness, the Loch Ness Monster and many others, the main theory around what they could be is either a pleosaur that survived the extinction that wiped out the dinosaurs. Or rather, or perhaps even a modern descendant. There is an also a species, I believe, of called Orphid. That's right. One of the theories out there is that many of these river monster sightings may actually just be gigantic ass fish. One of the main species that's suspected of it is called the oarfish, and it's considered to be the longest bony fish alive. The giant oarfish, I should say. Which is said to grow to at least 11 meters in length. That's a big fish. Going back to the Snake River here in Idaho, that big-ass sturgeon. Local fishing game authorities are well aware of it because in their population programs for sturgeon, often these fish will return to the same grounds they were raised, that they were born, in order to lay eggs. For some reason, this particular sturgeon did not do so and continue, just continued to go out into the wild and continued to grow. It is believed to have reached over nine feet in length. In fact, there was actually a video 
that floats around uh, to fishermen who managed to catch it, but naturally ended up losing it. They're not exactly sure why this fish didn't decide to return home. It just did. It's one of those anomalies that we may never know. Because unless somebody figures out how to translate the language of animals, we may never know the reasons behind it. If they were so capable of that complex of thought. Being that this is the case, and maybe there's the idea that this could be some sort of undiscovered creature. The mystery and those who choose to find it will still continue. I know I've kind of jumbled around in this episode and I am sorry. But let's get down to it. For this part of this show, let's assume the Loch Ness Monster is in fact real what is it what are its characteristics based on sightings it appears that it is about 30 to 40 feet in length has a grayish to dark green skin it possesses sort a sort of flippers Similar to that of dolphins. It also seems to possess a long neck. And a narrow head. Compared to that of snakes. Some say that the size of it makes it look a bit more like some sort of aquatic horse. While it, a lot of people speculate there's only one creature, the earliest sighting states around is dated around the year 565 AD. Which means if this creature was alone. It would have had to have lived approximately a little over 1,454 years. Now, assuming that the earliest sightings were of a full-grown creature, we have to assume more than that. So for these purposes, let's say that the creature is roughly 1,500 years old. Right now, the animal that is believed to have the longest average lifespan is the Galapagos tortoise, and they usually top out around 150 years old. So, that being the case, that being the case, the longest known lifespan belongs to reptiles, which under current classifications, the plesiosaur, the dinosaur Nessie is supposed to be, or rather a descendant of one, has the potential for a long lifespan. It is hard to look at how long an individual creature may have lived. We can get rough ideas, but exact numbers are very difficult to attain with current methods. Now, one possibility that a lot of people who assume that Nessie is one singular creature that has lived all this time we have to take a look at the concept of biological immortality. Which, in most basic of terms, means 
that essentially this creature can live forever. It has the potential to live forever or an overextended amount of time. But it can still die. Should it ever become injured or diseased? Current animals that are noted to have achieved some form of biological immortality are as follows. Several small species of bacteria are believed to have biological immortal traits. Let's see here. I have found a list. And in some cases... In some cases, some animals who aren't believed to have biological immortality under normal standards, I should say, but have known to have very slow aging processes. Include Blanding's turtle, which is known to live about 77 years, Ulm, 102 years. Eastern box turtle, 138 years. Red sea urchins, 200 years. Rough eye rockfish, 205 years. Ocean quahog clam, which is said to live around 507 years. Which, that reminds me. I read something not too long ago. That's right. There was a shark that was discovered that is believed to have existed. That is believed to be 512 years old. This shark was literally old enough to watch the United States become a nation. And see it become exactly what it is today. Now, for this particular shark, they estimated its age from eye tissue samples. And the specific species was a Greenland shark. And if I remember correctly, it was actually a female. But however, the exact methods of carbon dating are speculated to be a bit off. Under all of that... research, I should put it as. Again, we have not found anything, aside from maybe plants. No animal that has existed for over... <coughs> I thought <coughs> God damn I thought it was over that No animal has been found that exists For over a thousand years Could they be out there? Maybe But under this sense We have to speculate There may have been More than one Nessie all along. Now, from now, if you go to skim through the sightings that are on the official Loch Ness register, like and like I said before, the link to it will be provided in the description. It seems there have been only two reported sightings that speculate there may be more than one. Which also brings up another question. There was also a period where Loch Ness sightings seemed to go downhill to where many have speculated Nessie died. 
But how could that be the case if there's more than one? Perhaps, being that it was a reptile, assuming that it lays eggs, possibly in that cavern underneath Urkar Castle, where it seems most of the sightings seem to take place. Maybe there's a long incubation, incubation period. And maybe Plesaurus traveled when their eggs were laid. The exact behavior behind this is hard to speculate without finding a live creature. But the, another problem comes up. If Nessie is in fact a real creature and we remove it from the environment in order to study it, what's going to happen to the local ecosystem? How much is Nessie controlling the ecosystem in those waters? If we were to remove that to study it, how fucked up would things get? They could try blocking off major water routes. Maybe Nessie found other ways that water feeds into the lock and is able to traverse through and maybe that's how she was able to avoid being seen for quite some time the fact that we have yet to find a living specimen or even or even the body of one at that Which is one point that a lot of scientists actually bring up. If there was something in that water, how come we never found any evidence of their dead? Because most creatures, even reptiles, their bodily fluids build up, gases build up in their systems. And they wouldn't be able to stay under long. How did we not find any bodies? Which, when you think about it, has to be a valid question. Because it's not like they have hands to be able to bury their dead. And maybe some of the local fish population take care of the bodies. And the conditions in Loch Ness, because it, the water stays warm enough year-round to where it doesn't freeze over in the winter. The conditions in the lock make it to where the deterioration of blood cells, of the cells in its body, are rapid. Nothing would get left behind. And the fossils would stay any... Skeletal remains would not likely surface. And it's not like it's deep. And that body of water is low enough to where we can comb the lake. Hoping to find some sort of weird bones down there. I guess the point I'm trying to say is... When it comes to the Loch Ness Monster... Yes, there's plenty to say it's not there... There's also enough to say something's in there. And after my own experience with it, I know some of you may try to speculate it. Truthfully, I don't care. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. After my own experience, it seems that this is an intelligent creature. It knows something is watching out for it. It knows it's being watched. Animals can tell there's cameras around. They know. They know something's off. This animal is not a dumb creature. It may have found out ways to hide. The one account from St. Columba could be a, a situation where... 
It simply got territorial. But now that it has become such a tourist attraction, it's not going to try to confront itself out of fear of being caught and potentially harmed. This creature, it's not doing anything to harm anyone. It's not wanting to harm. It shows curiosity at times. Maybe there's younger specimens who are checking out the boats that happen to run across the lake at times and surface whenever they notice something's going on. They're, they want to check it out. They're curious. But they're also keeping their distance. Or at least enough distance to where they can easily get away. A creature of that size wouldn't likely have many natural predators. The Loch Ness Monster could very well be the apex predator in those waters, so to speak. And there may be someone who can quote me, uh, who could probably... Who could probably state the potential behind it a lot better than I can. But nevertheless, it's a very curious specimen, so I want to know your thoughts on the matter. Please, please feel free to comment. What are your thoughts on the Loch Ness Monster? Do you think it's real? Do you think... It could be an undiscovered creature. Do you think it's completely faked and we should completely ignore the waters? Let me know what you think. And let me know if you have any questions. Because that's all we have time for today. Be sure to tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you then.